0: Hello and welcome to Binge Watch, the podcast where we take a look at the hottest new TV and film releases on streaming television platforms. I'm Hannah Fernando, the editor of Woman Magazine.
1: And I'm Ian McEwan, writer on TV and Satellite Week magazine and whattowatch.com. And today we're looking at the new releases for the week starting Friday the 10th of September 2021, including Sky's new forensic crime drama Wolf and the latest in the Netflix sports documentary series, Untold.
0: We'll also be looking at new Disney series Doogie Kamaloha, MD, and bidding a fond farewell to Netflix's Tom Ellis's fantasy series Lucifer. But first, Ian, what is in the news, please?
1: Well, we've previewed The Witcher previously, the Netflix fantasy series. Well, there's a prequel called The Witcher Blood Origin, and the cast for that will include not only Selene Henry but also Dylan Moran. What else is in the news, Hannah?
0: Well, Emma Corrin um, will star in Netflix's adaptation of D.H. Lawrence's novel *Lady Chatterley's Lover*, um, and the crown actor will star alongside Jack, O'Don- Jack O'Donnell, Jack O'Connell, even in the steamy tale of an aristocrat's wife who embarks on a passionate affair with her gamekeeper. What is not to love, frankly?
1: Okay, well. A pretty decent week this week, I would say, and we're going to kick off with a new crime drama on Skymax. It's called Wolf, and here's a clip. I wouldn't ask you to break the law to solve a murder. This is about saving a life. We've had a call out
0: he's squeamish blood makes me feel bit,
1: you know so this is a forensic crime drama from the very talented paul abbott creator of shows including shameless and it's interesting that it's coming on while the latest run of silent witness is on tv which is now i think 25 years old and i've got to say it does make silent witness look that old and a little bit stale and boring. It's a six-parter. It stars Babu Sise as Professor Wolf Kinte, who is a university lecturer and a forensic scientist, and he helps the police investigating various grisly crimes. And his little quirk, if you like to call it that, or his demon, is he lives with bipolar disorder, which Abbott, the writer, also has. So this starts off very stylishly. You see someone breaking into a house, going up into the bedroom, taking out a CSI kit and swabbing the bed sheets to try and get some DNA um, and then leaving again but accidentally leaving his phone in the bedroom. It turns out it's none other than Wolf himself, and he has broken into his ex's home to find out whether or not she's sleeping with anyone. So that gives you an idea of the kind of tone of it. Abbott is known for sort of combining quite gritty reality with a a fairly outrageous sense of humour, and that's the case here. So the first crime that they investigate has happened at a meat-packing factory, and someone has been trapped in a deboning machine. So you can imagine that's fairly unpleasant. So you just see this pair of legs sticking out the top of the machine so it's deliberately there's a dark humor about it he's got a team around him that includes amanda abington as no nonsense single mum dot yeah i really liked it i think it's a fresh take on this genre abbott i mean he's worked on so many great series including no offense cracker, state of play, clocking off. This shows he's still got the magic touch. What did you think of it, Hannah?
0: Well, I don't think this kind of genre is generally up my street. It's not something I would, you know, naturally kind of gravitate towards. But actually, I think it's really good. It is really macabre, like you said. It's pretty gruesome, pretty bloody in places. Um, but very often, that becomes the star part of the show, if you like, and it's the default position. It, it, I don't feel like it overtakes. Um, you know, yes there's a cushion on my sofa and my head was buried in it for for some of the time but i think generally the storyline and everything that goes with it goes it's got a lot of depth to it so i think it is i think it is good and if you can get past the blood and gore which i did just about do although you know i struggle with casualty i should caveat that with
1: and i should add that that is also available on now tv over on disney plus we've got a bit of a reboot of an old favorite doogie Kamei Loa, M.D. Earlier today, a man's life was saved by a local teen doctor. Dr. Kamei Aloha, we'll be taking care of you. Aloha, Mr. Lim. Is this some kind of practical joke? You know who she's like? Remember Doogie Howser? That show from the 90s? She's like a real-life Doogie Howser. That's why we call her Doogie. I never made the connection. Girl, why did you think we called her Doogie?
0: I don't know if you remember Doogie Howser, M.D., which was the U.S. medical drama starring Neil Patrick Harris as a teenage doctor. And I think that ran between 89 and 93. This is a remake of that, and it's set in Hawaii. Beautiful scenery. If nothing else, you'll be very envious while watching it um, because you'll want to be there. And the story follows um, a 16-year-old, frankly a genius, who's able to be a doctor. She's a 16-year-old Doctor and she's played by Peyton Elizabeth Lee Um, but uh, as with a loss of uh, it's sort of got some depth to it because whilst it's got the Disney you know you're watching a, a Disney show if you like, it also looks at the battles that somebody like her a genius somebody who's kind of been um through university early and kind of fast-tracked through everything the struggles that she has to balance her personal life with that because of course while she's becoming the academic that she is and doing everything she needs to do everything else is suffering um so you kind of see those challenges that come with that which is quite interesting and i also you also see the challenge that she has with her mother you know which lots of sort of teenagers have with their mum um so you see that dynamic too so uh, I, I, th- I thought it was nice. It's, it's not for everyone, but I think it's certainly, from a family perspective, if you've got sort of older older children, and when I say older, I'm not, you know, sort of, I don't know, 12, 13 years old. I would say this is the perfect messaging, if you like. Um, believe in yourself. You can do it. I mean, clearly this girl's a genius, but all the dynamics of all the relationships, I think, will resonate with a lot of people. I think it's a job well done. am not sure what you think, Ian.
1: Well, I do remember... Uh Digi Hauser, md and they they reference it in episode one she's called lahila but her colleagues call her deogie because they they say oh she's like the real life Digi Hauser," which is a bit meta because obviously it's another series um yeah the the backdrop is nice it's in hawaii we see her surfing with her dad in the first scene and then they're driving along and they stop at a traffic accident and she barges past the police to, to give treatment to the patient. She's obviously a very gifted medic. I couldn't help thinking about the child prodigies who you occasionally see in the news who've been fast-tracked. They've got through school uh, GCSEs and A-levels really quickly. They've gone to university early and then either into academia or into the world of work, very young. And I, I can always think that that probably is not great for their personal development. But that's not really what this is about. It's fun. Uh, yeah, this the first patient she sees, it's a bit of a double take because this 16-year-old comes in and she's going to treat him. So, yeah, it's not really my cup of tea, but it's not particularly aimed at, at, at my age group, I wouldn't say. But anything that encourages young women to, to uh, train to be doctors, I think, is great. And, um, yeah, I think they've done the original series justice. Over on Netflix, I've previously mentioned a sports documentary series called Untold, and they're dropping these one at a time. The latest episode is about the American tennis player, Marty Fish.
0: There are endless demand for the new hope of U.S. tennis.
1: There was a buzz about Andy Roddick, Marty Being the number one American, there's a lot of pressure. That means no whining, no complaining. I had
0: trained for my entire life. I had to win every single time.
1: But I had a case of severe anxiety disorder. Previous ones I've watched, there's a fantastic one all about Caitlyn Jenner looking back on her life as Bruce Jenner, the Olympic gold-winning decathlete. There was also a very interesting one called Malice at the Palace, which was about a big brawl that took place at an American basketball game. Anyway, this one, as I say, is set in the world of tennis... Mardy Fish was coming up alongside Andy Roddick and they were coming after like a golden age of American players such as Agassi, Sampras, Courier and there was a lot of pressure on to produce the next generation of Grand Slam winners and they were quite close. Fish actually went and lived in Roddick's home. They trained together they competed together and he looked like a great prospect but once he 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 rose quite high in the world rankings he won a silver medal at the olympics but he started to suffer from chronic anxiety and he pulled out of a match against roger federer at the u.s open in 2012 as a result so i think in the wake of recent events so we saw a, a young female player at wimbledon similar situation we also saw an American gymnast at the Olympics withdrawing from an event citing mental health problems. It's very timely, and it's interesting to to look at just that pressure cooker, that the training camps, what these young players, the expectations that that put on them, and are they equipped to cope and are they just sort of suffering in silence? So this is a great series. I really enjoyed the first two this one was great as well. Uh, Is this the sort of thing you might watch, Hannah?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I always like kind of documentary sort of, and particularly around sport. I always think you come away learning something and and finding out about something, particularly with this, different sports you might not know about. But I think with this, it's like you said, it's really timely because we have had people Pulling out recently of of, um, of games, of sports, of of different things because of you know mental health is at the forefront of absolutely everything as it should be currently, and the pressure that goes with it. And I think before now, people have had to deal with it or haven't really dealt with it uh, very well. and They've suffered because of it. Whereas now they feel strong enough to be able to sort of say, "I can't do this." I you know actually I'm going to stand back. And I'm going to step back for this one and, and and carry on another time. And of course, you know, we we there's many people that have a go at these athletes for doing exactly that. So, you know, the, the kind of the woke word is banded around, isn't it? And um, they should just get on with it, pull themselves together and, and, and what have you. And I think anyone feeling like that perhaps should watch this because you can really see the pressure cooker. You can see the pressure they're under throughout their training and really from a very, very young age. Um, again, kind of what we were talking about before with, the, with with very different, but in Disney, which is the kind of, you know, the idea that you're missing out on, your age group's life if you like and reconciling it with the fact that you're going to be a you know top athlete i also found uh the whole uh caitlin jenner looking back at her time when she was bruce jenner as an athlete and i thought that was a really really interesting segment too so yeah definitely one to watch i'd say
1: also on netflix it's time to bid a fond farewell to a series that's served up some devilish good fun it's now and it's sixth and final season, Lucifer. Let's just start with what you were doing before the event this evening. I was bribing a motorcycle cop. You were bribing a police officer. Indeed, not for the first time. And up until recently, you consulted for the LAPD. Mm -hmm. And you also claim that you're the devil. Was the devil. God now. Well, nearly. nearly. And how old would you say you are again? one time works very differently in hell, so...
0: He's just sensitive about
1: his age. I mean, even I don't know the real number.
0: I think every time there was another series, we thought that was the end, didn't we? And then this apparently really is the actual final uh, season. It comes back uh, with crime-solving devil Lucifer. Um, and uh, it kind of it picks up because there was that big cliffhanger that saw um, God deciding to retire. And then of course there's this unholy fight between Lucifer and his evil twin. The evil twin is actually him too. Um, and it would be who would be the best ruler of the universe and who would be God and uh, Lucifer becomes God. So it's all kind of turned on its head. I think with a series like this. I certainly felt a bit concerned initially that it would was sort of um, I don't know what what would you say kind of run out of steam I suppose over time and that there wasn't any more to give but it is the gift that keeps giving and I'm kind of hopeful that they're leaving it on a high with the hope that they might wheel it back out in a few months time or not a few months probably a few years but it's 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 consistently funny it's it just does what it says on the tin it's not for everyone but i have actually i have really enjoyed it and um this last season apparently is the most expensive uh or it has the most expensive episode in it um so they are i think planning to go out with a, a big old spectacle
1: there've been a lot of shows over the years where unusual sidekicks or unusual people help the police to solve crimes but just imagine that there's a the pitch meeting where someone said well what about if the person helping the police is the devil and yeah they made they, they made the show and it's got i think it's got a slightly that that buffy vibe because it's got um a human falling in love well not with a demon but in this case the devil I really like seeing British actors go over to the States and, and lead a series, and, and Tom Ellis is great in this. Um, it's I do find his delivery in it quite a bit odd, although it might not be for Americans. It, it sounds to me a bit like a cross between Jack Davenport and Julian Clary. It's a little bit camp, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and he keeps doing this rather weird smile, which I find a bit odd. But, yeah, he's ca- he is he's very charismatic in it, um, and the episode one starts off. He takes Chloe to this magician's club. So there's all sorts of fun and games and magic tricks going on in the background. It's, it's, it's that just kind of sums up the tone of it. Is it's quite playful, and he's driving around in a sports car in in a white tux. So let me put it out there. He looks good. Next, James Bond. What do you think? Tom Ellis.
0: Wow, I haven't thought—I hadn't thought about it. I was still—I was still going for the Bridgerton favourite, to be honest with you.
1: Okay. But yeah, well, I, I'm
0: going I- with it. Yeah, I can see it. It's a good-looking lad.
1: All right. Well, we've reached that part of the podcast, Hannah, where you tell us what you've been binging on. So please reveal your choices.
0: I will. So I know you quite like a bit of this sort of uh, looking into other people's houses. Actually, that makes you sound like that makes you sound bad, doesn't it? (laughs) Uh, What I mean is (laughs) from from your sofa onto the into the television screen where they show us around people's homes. Um, I love kind of things like Grand Designs and um, DIY SOS. I just love shows like that. And uh, I stumbled across ugly house to lovely house i don't know if you've seen it um hosted by george clark who has been on a number of different property shows as well And um, I suppose it's all very subjective and somebody might say the house isn't ugly, but essentially a house is a bit bland and not got a lot going on for it with it. And uh, they come in and they try and make it beautiful. And they very well, particularly the episode that I watched is very much doing quite maverick stuff and getting an architect that's got some really quite out there ideas. And I found myself shouting at the TV, don't listen to him. That's not a good idea. Don't paint the brickwork. That's not good.
1: You may be surprised to hear that I've become addicted to uh, Married at First Sight UK, which is over on E4. I previously watched some of the Australian series and I was just uh, intrigued. So for people who've not seen it, it's a reality show in which people marry perfect strangers that so they've not even clapped eyes on them before they meet at the altar although spoiler alert it's not legally binding so yeah you can imagine there are some hugely objectionable characters who get involved and so there's a lot of tears and tantrums it's just great fun isn't it um i also watched also on all four that very good crime drama deceit which was all about the honey trap that was the police sprung on Colin Stagg, who was a suspect in the murder of Rachel Nickel who was killed on Wimbledon Common. And that's recommended, really stylishly directed as well. Now we've just got time to look ahead to what we'll be talking about next week. So on Amazon Prime Video, a schoolboy turns drag superstar in an adaptation of the smash hit stage musical, Everyone's Talking About Jamie. And romance and ruptions abound as a new term begins in the racy Netflix comedy-drama Sex Education, one of your favourites, Hannah. So we look forward to those and more, but in the meantime...
0: Watching.